Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Uncovering the Corners of the World. I'm your host, Karina Kismala. Each episode, through research, and in some cases, personal experiences visiting these places, I'll be explaining some of the hidden locations found in the United States and around the globe. Cloudgate, also known as the Bean, Millennium Park and its Crown Fountain, which would spill water at passerbys in the summer, the Willis Tower, formerly called the Sears Tower, and its Sky Deck, and Navy Pier are just some of the most commonly known attractions popular in the city of Chicago and Illinois. But what if we were to travel outside of Chicago, or 293 miles south of Chicago, roughly four hours and 30 minutes, to Collinsville, Illinois? You'll come across the historic landmark known as Cahokia Mounds. Mounds are elevated hills that are man-made, made from soil, and they could be either flat, rounded, or narrow on top. It is believed that these mounds were larger than London was in 1250 AD. Accessible by a chestnut-colored wooden staircase, the large grassy green Cahokia Mounds stand on both sides of the Cahokia Mounds Museum. After climbing the long staircase of the Monk Mount, one of the mounds at Cahokia Mounds, and it's known as the largest mound, you'll be able to see the outline of the Gateway Arch and the city buildings of St. Louis, Illinois. One of my favorite views, the historical attraction. These mounds served different functions surrounding the plazas of the community back then. Discovered by archaeologist Melvin Fowler in 1967, Mound 72 had 270 bodies buried, as identified by Fowler. It also claimed by other sources that a leader of the Cahokia people was buried at Mound 72. By Mound 34, Greg Pepperino of the Gilcrease Institute in Tulsa, Oklahoma, found shark's teeth, seashells, pottery, copper, and galena, a type of sulfide material. Some of these mounds are covered by modern-day structures, like Mound 31, which is covered by Grandpa's store and its surrounding parking lot. Nearby the mounds, there are pieces of wooden fencing and thick cracked clay walls, forming in some sections a box shape. These walls served as watchtowers or guard towers in 1175 AD, are also known as the Palisade Walls, according to the Cahokia Mounds Museum Society. The first settlers of the Cahokia Mounds were the Woodlawn Indians back in 700 AD, and eventually served an estimated population of 20,000 inhabitants between 1050 and 1200 AD. During this time period, the Woodlawn Indians established a new culture known as the Mississippian culture, where they engaged in creating pottery, growing corn, and hunting bison. The culture of the Woodlawn Indians can also be found in the Cahokia Mounds Museum, which houses what the life of a Cahokia inhabitant would have looked like, from the homes that they built, to the clothing that they wore, to the food that they ate. Until 1400 AD, when another culture built communities in the area, such as the Oneta. Down the road from the Cahokia Mounds, are equally spaced apart red cedar wooden poles, estimated 20 feet 
in height, forming a circle with one place directly in the center. This structure is known as the wood hinge, and it served the purpose of a calendar, figuring out the dates between 1100 AD and 1200 AD. Three of these poles determine the season, when the first days of winter and summer were, and one marked the first day of fall and spring. It is believed that the other poles served markings for festival days that were part of the agricultural cycle, while some are believed to not hold any function but the one of forming a complete circle. And there's a theory that these posts or poles could also predict eclipses. The mystery behind the Cahokia Mounts lies in the reason why they were constructed in this spot in the first place. The reason why they left is told by archaeologists from the University of California, Berkeley, in a recent study, claiming that Cahokia was abandoned due to floods, droughts, among other factors. Now let's take a step back and travel 5.7 miles west of the Cahokia Mounds, approximately 13 minutes away, to 800 South Morrison Avenue in Collinsville, along Highway 159. And now picture the perfect hot dog. There might be various condiments that could be put on a hot dog. Onions, tomatoes, mustard, sauerkraut, pickles, relish, horseradish, cheese, mayo, or some people just prefer eating a plain hot dog. Yet in Chicago, or at least eating a Chicago-style hot dog, it is said that there shouldn't be any ketchup on it. And if you decide to put ketchup on your hot dog, some people might question your taste in condiments. But in Collinsville, Illinois, ketchup is something that they are proud of. So proud that they even built a giant ketchup bottle because of it. Maybe. The 70 foot tall catsup bottle stands on top of a 100 foot tall tower. I say catsup, C-A-T-S-U-P, which is a different spelling than ketchup, the commonly known spelling of K-E-T-C-H-U-P, but it's still the same thing. Painted red with white stripes, the bottle has the company name Brooks Catsup written across it. The name Brooks Catsup comes from the brothers Everett and Elgin Brooks, who in 1907 bought the Collinsville Canning and Packaging Company in Collinsville, Illinois, and named it the Triumphant Catsup and Pickle Company, and later changed it to the Brooks Tomato Products Company. During this time, there was also some lawsuits that occurred, specifically copyright lawsuits, and the Brooks Company had to change one of its products from Brooks Tabasco flavored catsup to Brooks Old Original Tangy Catsup. In the 1930s and 1940s, the company expanded to not only making catsup, 
but also chili beans, spaghetti, hominy, soups, and other sauces. You might be thinking, okay, so where does the giant water tower shaped like a catsup bottle come in? Company president, president Gerhard S. Suppinger during 1947 was the one who suggested building a water tower shaped like a catsup bottle. When the original water to water the tomato plants was taken from the Collinsville water supply. And this affected the pressure that was in Collinsville. The catsup bottle tower, once it was built, held 10,000 gallons of water and stopped lowering the pressure in the city of Collinsville. As time passed, the Brooks Company combined with P.G. Ritter Company, originally from Bridgeton, New Jersey, and the company moved to 1960, in the 1960s to Mount Summit, Indiana. The warehouse in Collinsville served as distribution center, while the actual bottling of ketchup was moved to Indiana. Over time, the water tower's bottle's paint was fading away, losing its color, and was too expensive to repaint it, according to the Brooks Food Company and the city of Collinsville. Until the Catsup Bottle Preservation Group was formed, formed by 14 community members with the goal to save the landmark tower and to gain support from other local organizations, other local organizations to repair its appearance. In 1994, with $80,000 raised from local organizations, donations, and t-shirt sales, the preservation group repainted the bottle. With the help of the antique collector of ketchup and catsup bottles, Ralph Finch loaned 1940s bottles to help restore the bottle to its original design. In 1995, all of the painting was done by hand, by workers who were hanging from cables, because other equipment couldn't adjust to the shape of the bottle in order to paint it. The bottle was nonetheless expensive to, keep, to maintain its appearance. It wasn't until 2015 that the new building owner, Franklin Al Berry, who owned the Mississippi River Construction Company, bought the bottle and the warehouse that was next to the bottle for $500,000, promising to maintain the appearance of it. Since 1998, this landmark, this historic landmark, the world's largest catsup bottle festival, is held every year in celebration of it. And in 2002 was even listed as a national landmark in the National Register of Historic Places. Today, on the world's largest catsup bottle official website and fan club site, you can buy souvenirs like postcards, coloring books, coffee mugs, t-shirts, and Brooks catsup bottle koozies. Thanks for listening this week to the first episode of Uncovering the Corners of the World. Tune in next week as we check out other hidden attractions, this time under the waters of Illinois.